Hello and welcome to Culture Check, the triumphant return of Culture Check, a Tailgate Society podcast. Please check the tailgatesociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. My name is Arnold Woods and I'm joined as always by Emily Cornell. Emily, what's going on? You know, getting ready for this Texas summer that's coming. Not that I'll be here, I'll be traveling around the country, but um, it is 100 degrees. I'm floored, but it's, it's good. How Your ceiling fan's not even on behind you. I know. Well, it like it's kind of loud when the ceiling <laughs> fan and the AC are on. Like it, the AC is on high right now because it has been like aggressive. I walked my dog the other day and we walked out and she like just looked at me and was just like, can we please be done? And I carried her for part of the walk. And I was like, I'm, I was not anticipating holding 20 pounds of puggle and walking in the heat. But here we are. The Texas summers hit different for sure. It, and usually it doesn't hit until like, I feel like June, July, but last week it started. It has come. So if you're in Texas, go find a pool. If you're listening, you heard our fearless leader who has joined us on this special episode of Culture Check. We got Ted Flint in the building. Ted, what's going on with you? Oh, you know, like I was just saying, the takes going to be spicy tonight. I've been doing yard work all day because it's finally warm here in Iowa. And still windy, but so I'm. I've had some seltzers. We're gonna get takes about a whatever multiverse of madness. I'm excited to talk about it. I have, I have some spicy takes. Well, probably not spicy, but I have takes. We got takes. We got takes for days on this podcast. Yes, we are here to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the sequel to 2016's Doctor Strange. Or was that a 17? I should have pulled that up before I saw this. I, did, I saw something the other day. They have made three spider-man movies since the first doctor strange that's wild an entire trilogy is now done so well let's let's get into it a little bit here i wanted to talk maybe we can kind of go through the plot um it's spoilers we're gonna be heavy in the spoilers yes we are we are spoiling this one the movie made 185 million over the weekend so most of y'all have seen it yeah i just checked it um earlier today Uh, i'm on variety so uh, it's a far cry from from No Way Home, but you know that's Spider Man. Uh, this is still great. It's still far outpaced. Millions a lot. Yeah, far outpaced the the first Doctor Strange movie, uh, which made I believe ninety million in the in its first weekend. So this this doubled up, and and we're in that era. We're in the post end game era. So um, we're trying to see the movies as quickly as we can. We need the content, and then obviously still. Um, still tracking these numbers by, by COVID standards. And so 185 is certainly um, uh, an outstanding uh, debut weekend uh, in this era right now that we're in. So um, shout out to Dr. Strange, shout out to Marvel. They print money over there. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see the movies and they're still going to make them. Um, Emily, do you want to kind of. It's the Disney money that just funds all of it. They're like, we're not worried. We're going to keep making content. You will have things to watch. So yeah, I'm looking at this right now. So Shang Chi made 177 million. The Eternals made 71 million, which surprised it made that much. But I liked the Eternals. That's, that might be my hot take. I did enjoy that movie. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that at the end of this one because we're going no. to we're going to talk about these other Phase Four movies that have that have come out. I don't know. This isn't the last Phase Four movie because Thor is coming. In. Yeah. Um, in a few weeks, I guess, or a couple months. So do they even do the phases anymore? Like as far as I know, as okay. according to Twitter, I don't know. Maybe I need to check the website. So um 
But do we want to do we want to kind of talk about the plot? Maybe Emily, do you feel comfortable maybe going through the plot of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> set it up, and then we can get into our feelings on the movie. Yeah, I can this- absolutely set up the plot. I can give a quick rundown of it. Again, if you have not seen it and you've made it this far and you don't want it ruined, maybe don't because I will give spoilers as I tell the story of Doctor Stephen Strange. The movie starts off very like already action because. They've had the first Doctor Strange and you kind of know who he is. Also, he's been in like all the Spider-Man movies and like um, the Avengers. So there's not like, a oh, who is this man? What's he doing? You kind of understand his motives and who he is. And it he's like having a dream. It leads to then he's out in the world. There's a um, like demon hunting this girl. And he's like, this girl was in my dream. And so he is like, OK, we have to protect her. She has all this power, whatever. He wants to go get help from the Scarlet Witch. And so he's like, hey, Wanda, like, can you help? As it turns out, she's now evil. Um, There's spoiler number one. And she is like, no, I want that girl for her power. They end up traveling through the multiverse. Um, They go to a another reality where the Avengers are not the Avengers that we know, um, which I think is like, it was done very interestingly and in kind of the story going in between and how Wanda um, uses her power and like the, the dark powers that she's using to go into these other, her other self um, in this other universe to then find Dr. Strange. Um, and it ends up, you know, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of, there's like more horror in it than I had anticipated. Like, there were a lot of jump scares with how the story um, is told. And then, you know, they save the world, whatever, um, at the at the risk of Doctor Strange having to deal with this, like, dark book and the same evil energy that Wanda is using. Um, and, you know, I would say it's like a happy ending, but it doesn't feel like that either. It definitely was, like, set up for... Um, more for Doctor Strange, not even like more for Marvel, because as we know that there's going there's going to be more Marvel movies. But when it comes to like the story of Doctor Strange, it very much set it up for more movies about him, more stories about him. Um, but no more Wanda, it seems. So um, that's kind of it. Is it ultimately a story of fighting over power? Yeah, nothing more you- human than fighting over power. Do you think, what do you think about that last thing that you just said? Do you think that they, do you think that's it for Wanda? It's a little ambiguous. She brings the stuff down on her, but we don't ever, what do you think about that? Do you think she fights to see another day? What do y'all think? I think she'll come back. Um, I think Elizabeth Olsen does an amazing job. Like she was amazing. Um, I can see them bringing her back and she has like a redemption after being, the absolute worst and just killing everyone in this movie. Like she kills so many people and it's not like it's super graphic, but like I was telling my mom about this movie this morning. I was like, Oh yeah, I saw it. And it was like, there are parts that were scarier than I expected. And it could have gotten an R rating if they had been more graphic with like the alternate captain America getting sliced by the shield. Like, Oh Yeah. So she takes a pretty sharp turn, I feel like. And we were talking about this before we started recording. 
But Emily has not seen WandaVision, and WandaVision plays a, a pretty big backstory role into this movie. Um, Ted, I wanted to ask you, as you know, you and I have seen WandaVision. And, Apparently, um, she hasn't seen What If either because she called her the sure. alternate Captain America. Yeah, and not right. Captain Carter. I haven't seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to, for, for WandaVision, really quick. So WandaVision is about Wanda and Vision. Wanda kind of creates this reality where Vision is still alive and she manifests these two children, um, which is a plot line from like um, the comic book runs of like Avengers Disassembled and House of M. And it's basically like she kind of like snaps and in her immense power, like manifests these children via magic, basically. And WandaVision is about her kind of coming to terms with that, with the realities that she's created. And she kind of takes over this entire town. And by the end of WandaVision, she has kind of come to terms with the fact that the children weren't real and she has to... Um, kind of deal with her grief. That's what I think that WandaVision is about, is her dealing with the grief of losing vision. And she deals with that through these incredibly like magical means. But that that series doesn't really end with her as a villain. It ends with her um, as a really sympathetic figure. So Ted, I, I wanted to ask you, as, as someone who's seen WandaVision, what do you think about the changes between when we last see Wanda and WandaVision versus like Dr. Strange. Do you think they like kind of went too far or do you think that it kind of tracks with the path that she was already on? What do you think of that? I, as someone who's seen WandaVision now three times, cause my oldest has watched it twice and my youngest just watched it past week. I think they, it doesn't track and it upsets me. Like the more I get farther away from the movie, I get like, I really liked the movie when I walked out. My sons really liked the movie when we walked out, but WandaVision ends with her realizing she screwed up. And then even if you take the extra scene that's tacked on in that show, which seems like that's a, a note from Marvel being like, nope, got to have her reading the dark, the dark send or whatever the book is called the dark book. Like it just doesn't track. She, at the end of the series, she comes to groups that she's not going to have her family, but now all of a sudden she's willing to just spoiler alert, kill the exact, the, the Illuminati and kill all these people in this movie, killing what I imagine is a teenage girl. It does not track with where WandaVision in my head, how I took it, ended. And that's what's annoying to me. Like, and this is, what, this is my biggest gripe of this movie. It did not have to be this universe's Wanda. It literally could have been a Wanda from another universe that came in, and Doctor Strange is like, oh, we gotta stop you. He goes to this universe's Wanda, and she's like, I'm not getting involved. I've, I'm already done too much trouble and that's so much better right like it just it does the character a big disservice and it the more I, the more i dwell on it the more grumpy i get i guess i get i get what you mean what you mean there because it's definitely um i i i agree with you the the end of wandavision like she's studying the dark magic and stuff and she's kind of um I don't know. It kind of low key puts her on a path to what she does in in this movie, in the Doctor Strange movie. But I, I agree. I just feel like it's too big of a jump. She kind of cleans up her mess at the end of the TV series, and then in this movie, it's like, well, we need a vi- we need a villain, and so we're just gonna push her to an extreme where she's just willing to kill. She's never been like that beyond the pale that she's just like willing to kill people especially like people that she knows or who she's familiar with who she's fought alongside um i just feel like and i understand the the parental aspect and everything like that but it just it's 
she had, it seemed like settled her issues at the end of WandaVision. And so for this, it's kind of not only like reverting back to her old ways, but like going worse than she's ever been. And that kind of just didn't really make sense to me. And there's a cop out where they say, oh, the book corrupts whoever reads it or whatever, you know, but like just the whole thing's about the multiverse. Just have it be a different Wanda. That's all you need to do. And, and she's not dead. There's no way she like, it would have been like, it would have like heart swelling music or like, and if you watch WandaVision, she did the exact same trip in that movie show where she like just disappears and poofs out. It's like, that's what she did. She knocked the thing down. She poofed out. She'll come back whenever Marvel wants to dust off a future Oscar winning actress. That's Elizabeth Olsen, you know, and that's, I don't know. This movie's the first time in a while that I felt like homework or like part of the Marvel machine where like, I can't just go watch this movie. Even right. Eternals, which Emily was shouting praise before her shit, at least stands by itself. If I forever, for some reason, want to revisit that very boring movie. <laughs> well, let's talk really quick about let's 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 well, not necessarily really quick, but I do want to talk about, I want to start this part of the conversation. We'll talk about what we liked about the movie. Um, there's some stuff in the movie that I like. There are some um, plot decisions that I enjoyed. Uh, there are some action sequences I thought were cool. There are characters I thought were cool. So, like Emily, let's talk. Uh, let's start with you. What did you enjoy about this movie? Um, I I enjoyed like the characters. I enjoyed them bringing in America as someone who doesn't watch the comics and typically. I don't keep up with like the Marvel movies super well. Like I, I see them, but like, if it's like, if another Iron Man had come out, I would have been like, I'm not going to go see that. I didn't see Captain America. Cause I heard the reviews were bad. Um, but I like the introduction of this new character that I'm like this, I like her. I hope that there's more of her in future Marvel movies. Um, I thought that the, the tension that was set up with Wanda, it was good just because I liked that it wasn't just this new person, this new villain, because I feel like we're getting so many other new villains with Loki. When it comes back, there will be a new villain from that. Um, I'm sure from um, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and um Black Widow, kind of how those both ended. I'm like, oh, there's going to be like this other team coming together. Um, And so it's like, it's great that those things can be happening without necessarily having like another Thanos situation. So um, I I do, I did enjoy that uh, aspect of the movie. Um, And it was just like a good story. I like that it wasn't three hours long Um, to absolutely throw shade at the new Batman movie. Three hours is a little long. I don't want to sit in a movie theater for two or like three hours and having to like pay attention and not move around. Like that's not for me. So um, all of those things were good. And I, for the most part, enjoyed the the cast. There are some things that I'll share that I did not like when we get to the dislikes. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked America Chavez. Um, she's a character I have a little bit of familiar, familiarity with in the comics I thought that they got her powers pretty much spot on Um, in the comics. Her power is her ability to like create interdimensional portals. Like they describe it in the movie as like, I think specifically like she can travel through the multiverse, which is true, but it's mostly just like 
she's mostly just like a teleporter, but she can like kind of punch holes into reality and like transport that way. Um, great representation character, um, you know, Latinx character. Um, she is um, a lesbian character. So um, great comic book character all, overall and, and really cool that she was in this movie. And I thought that she and, and Strange had good chemistry. Um, I like the that it started in however that whatever that term is and me at arrest or whatever where it's like right in the middle and it's it just starts like with her and the alternate strange and they're running and like that stuff is cool. I like Sam Raimi. I like him as a director. He definitely put his like I was telling my sister this because I saw the movie with my sister and, and a friend of mine, but he definitely put his flair into the movie where he could. It's it's tough for these directors when they get a Marvel project to kind of put their own spin on it. But some of the stuff that he's known for, um, I think about like the two Spider-Man or the three Spider-Man movies, but the two good ones that he did um, with the quick zoom, the quick zoom into a close-up of a person's face. And um, the kind of, I think he encourages kind of over the top acting styles. There's definitely that. Um, I was not anticipating, I knew the Illuminati were going to be in it, but I was not anticipating, against spoiler alert, if you're this deep into the podcast, I wasn't expecting the the Reed Richards reveal. Um, I was spoiled on the on the Captain Carter reveal by Haley Atwell's Instagram, because I follow her on Instagram and I saw that she was at the premiere. I was telling Ted that, so I was spoiled on that, but the Reed Richards reveal I wasn't expecting, and I'm pretty sure this is just like, a random thing that's neither here or there, but I'm pretty sure that if Chadwick was still with us, um, he would have been on the, on that Illuminati panel, probably instead of Black Bolt. Um, in the comics, Black Panther is, is a part of the, I think like the second iteration of, of the Illuminati. Dr. Strange himself is a part of the Illuminati in the, in the comics, but um, I'm pretty sure they would have had like an alternate version of, of Black Panther on that panel. If, if he was still with us, RIP to Chadwick. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, the CGI in the beginning was was pretty rough. But the at the end, where he has like the demons and their make up the wings, like that fight was cool. I liked that a lot. So those are some of the things that I like. Ted, what about you? What are some of the stuff that you I mean, enjoyed? About like it? I said, like I really liked the movie. Like the Sam Raimi aspect made me want to show my. It definitely made me Google how how much parental contact is in the evil dead movies to see if my 10 year old is up for it. Cause he, he's in the radar movie territory, but like, I'm like, ah, those movies will be a little rough. So like he, like I said, they, I like the Sam Raimi aspect. It's the most, it's easily the most uh, Marvel movie that a director I could feel had their impact on it. And pardon me, I can't think of the director of the Eternals. I, I, I know she did no man land. So like, I wish I, I mean to watch it. I don't know if like that also. A Chloe's thing. Or Chloe's yeah. Thing. Chloe Zhao. I don't know if like if that reminds you of her other movies, I guess, but like this definitely was a Sam Remy movie for better or worse. But like it also like you could just feel the parts where the Marvel was like, gotta add this, gotta add this. Like, um, I like you mentioned Chadwick Boswick. I, I almost thought they're gonna bring back Michael B. Jordan as like an alternate, as like a backdoor pilot situation. Cause like I've heard that rumor like numerous times about how they're gonna do Black Panther forever, you know, with Killmonger multiverse killmonger you know but uh i like i mean that whole part where she killed all the illuminati loved it i like i loved it like i my theory was wrong i thought they were gonna pull a morbius where like literally the illuminati parts is gonna be like the after credit teaser 
where like they arrested him and like they brought him up there and like i was for sure that's what that whole part was going to be um yeah that whole part was great the ending was great the demon wings they looked like evil dead demons you know they brought back Doctor uh, the zombie strange from what if if you want to go that route you know like america chavez is just another cog in the young avengers show movie that's coming like you can just you can see like that's like it gets so hard when you watch these marvel shows you can just see it you have what's her name from the hawkeye series you have you know america chavez you have kid loki you have wanda's sons if they come back like marvel like it keeps but like that's my biggest gripe with this movie it just felt like a big seeding event for other properties like secret wars like what was that? Oh, we're getting that after credit sequence. That was that's up there, like one of the top five worst after credit sequence. They couldn't even add, like they couldn't explain who she is. Besides, I all right, maybe I'm a bad watcher and I was in there with two younger and ten-year-olds. Did they mention the incursion more than once in that movie? Or whatever she says is happening? I I think just at that end part, um, where he's on that that last um i don't know what it is yeah i think just that's the only place that they mentioned that um i want to talk about this really quick and then emily i want to come to you with what you dislike because that was honestly there's there's a bunch of stuff about the movie i didn't like but i'm not even going to harp on that because a lot of the stuff i didn't like is the same type of stuff i don't like about every marvel movie but the part of the end so who the the mid-credit scene that ted is referencing i made a guess as to who that was and I looked it up later and I was right. So it, it was Clea. Clea, who is played by Charlie Theron. Um, Clea is um, one of Doctor Strange's love interests in the comics. And she's like this half um, magical person. She's like Dormongu's niece or something. Yeah. Which is the villain from the first movie. So she, in the comics, she's like one of his like love interests. That's not Christine Palmer. Um, and... I, that's who I guessed that it was, but that's just because I kind of know who that who that character is. I just made a guess and I like looked it up online and like that's who it turned out to be. To me, like that's that's one of the things that I dislike about this movie, but it's really that's a Marvel issue in general. Like I'm tired of Marvel in their mid-credit scene throwing this famous person out, like in Eternals, right? It's like here's Harry Styles and he's gonna be in the next movie. Here's Charlize Theron and she's gonna be in the next thing. Like it's just um it's just kind of cheap to me i don't like that they keep doing that and that's again that's not a a specific to this movie that's like an issue that i'm starting to take with marvel that i don't like um it's just really gimmicky and they're kind of just like chasing that um that thing to keep you hooked which they've always done but now it's just like it's kind of the stunt casting that's just really annoying me um and i don't like it and doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie it's just this thing, This here's this random person who's in the MCU now who you didn't know was going to be in the MCU, but they're famous, so here you go. And I just like, I don't, that's like whack to me. I don't like that. It's lazy. It's like, you yeah. know she's, you know this person's, this character's important because we cast this person, right? Like, it's it's laziness. Oh, well, this must be important. They wouldn't, I mean, I guess you can't say that because Charlie Theron has been in the last few Fast and the Furious movies, so maybe... She's just cashing paychecks. Yeah, she's all over the place these days. <laughs> she's just hopping, hopping franchises. You know, but uh, like, no, go ahead. No, like, like Emily, like, did you did you even care? Were you just like, okay, that's that's who that is? I don't understand. I don't know who she was. So the friend I went to go see it with, we are casual Marvel movie watchers. 
of like, I feel like I should say this because sometimes people like I one time went to go when I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. I went on a date and the guy I went with like knew all about all the things. I was like, oh, dear God, I should just say that I watch it casually. Um, and so we look at each other we're like, sure, no, no, that's when you screw with him and you go like, is that Topher Grace? Is he just Spider-Man from the first movie? Just to see like, his reaction. <laughs> OK, well, I, I at least did know like Topher Grace, like because the the those that Spider-Man trilogy that came out with Tobey Maguire, like I was a kid when they came out, but I went to go see them with my dad, so that that was not as shocking. But like, um, when Harry Styles, like you know the, I'm like, oh Harry Styles, what's he doing? No idea who he is. Not like don't know why he's in it. I'm just like, oh Harry Styles, how fun. Um, and I don't think that that like it doesn't move the story forward. And I don't remember like in the older Marvel films when those would happen, they had the mid credit scene. Like, I don't remember it being someone who's just like the super famous person to your point, Arnold. And so I'm just like, Oh yeah, I I should go back and watch ones that I like enjoyed to just see, okay, what, how is it setting up for the next thing? Because as I remember it, it kind of like set it up for, of course the Avengers and just kind of like Thanos coming into power. I felt like that's kind of where those went. And these are, have not been super synced up. Cause again, it's just like these people. And I'm like, I don't know who that is, but like, Hey, that's really cool that Charlie Theron's in this and no idea who the character is. So, so to talk on that real quick, I've been rewatching the MCU of my seven year old. Even though he has seen infinity war and Endgame, he wants to like, like refill on the blocks. Mm-hmm. And the and the extra scenes were just like scenes from the next movie. It was weird, like there literally would be like just a scene from the next movie with zero context. Yeah. Like one was uh, them cutting off Bucky's arm or some crap, you know, or like, and then other parts are like just a scene for the next movie. So like, I'd almost prefer that to like Eternals was Harry Styles. What was Shang Chi? Uh, Wong showing up at the diner was that in the movie? Or is that the extra scene? Does anyone even remember? That's, that's the mid-credit. That's the mid-credit scene. And then so Shang-Chi did it cool because that's the mid-credit scene. I mean, that connects to, um, you know, Captain Marvel is in it and then Hulk is in it. And they're like just talking about, they're like, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And then they like go out to the bar and like, it's funny. Um, the end credit, like the final no, no, credit no. scene is about his sister. Yeah, like, It comes right. back to like the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And where Eternals is just Harry Styles, and it's just tough. Like it's, and this one was this one might have been the worst. Like I don't, I don't care. I don't. We're gonna wait five more years for Doctor Strange. We're gonna talk about his third eye, which looks terrible. For it looks campy. Marvel looks makes bad. billions of dollars. Like I, I don't even know how you'd make a third eye look real. But I feel like there's an option. I feel like they didn't explore all their options there. I do want to give some grace here a little bit to Marvel because from a plot standpoint, because I do my other biggest issue is, is that the plot just kind of felt rust, but I'll give some grace there because of the backups that they had because of COVID, because this movie was supposed to come out before Spider-Man, which has been pretty widely reported. Like when they first made the um, outline for phase four, Doctor Strange was going to come first and then Spider-Man. Because Chavez was supposed to be in Spider-Man. That's a rumor, right? And she was going to be the one that found found the other Spider-Mans. Yeah. So 
they're, you know, they had to adjust on the fly. They make a lot of money over there. There's, you know, if it's Feige and his brain trust, you know, that's why they pay him the big bucks is to, to adjust and, and do the best they can. But um, I mean, the movie's successful. It was always going to be successful. So um, I just, I don't know if y'all saw this thing that was reported last week where Feige and his crew were going to get in the lab for this retreat and they were going to like plan out the next 10 years um, of Marvel movies or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know if that, apparently this is the first time in three years that they're doing that. Maybe that's because of COVID or, you know, I'm sure they could have done that over Zoom if they wanted to though. But I think that there's, you know, to me, the, the entire phase four, it's was always going to be this way, but post end game, I think they're, they're still trying to figure out what they're building up to. We don't know what they're building up to yet. They don't know what they're building up to yet. And so, um, some of these movies are just kind of going to feel um, a little bit pieced together as they kind of try to adjust on the fly to, to the next like team up movie or the next big bad that they're going to have to face six or seven or eight years down the road. Um, I wanted to, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I thought like the big bad that they were like kind of leading up to was Kang. Like, I think, yeah, it felt I, like it was going to be that. So I keep expecting every time I see a movie, I'm like, oh, how are we building up to this? Oh, so you watched the Loki series? You oh, I loved the Loki series. I thought it was okay. awesome. Um, picking and, Loki picking and choosing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so many people had hyped up Loki. Like, I, my friends who don't even really watch a lot of Marvel were like, oh yeah, I watched the Loki series, but I'm not going to watch any of the other shows. But I, we had watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier and talked about that, and then did Loki. And um, enjoyed them. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and watch Wanton Vision. But the Disney Plus account that I was mooching off of um, kicked me off. And so I didn't watch Wanton Vision. <laughs> I can't believe that was a year ago. That was, we potted about Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier like last year. That's yeah, Because you, you had Hawkeye since then. And then mm-hmm. now they're having like a huge gap. I can't even tell you the next show it's coming out. Uh, Miss Marvel. It's the next show coming out. Mm-hmm. And we just watched Moon Knight. My brain fried out. So... Yeah, like, I forget what we were talking about. My brain. What were you talking about, Andrew Arnold? Well, I I, I, I wanted no, I wanted to I wanted to use what we were just talking about actually to segue into um, the next two topics, which is you know I think that we can agree that the multiverse is kind of what they're going to use to like leverage the next however many years of storytelling, right? Like they got the Quantum Mania one is the next Ant Man joint, um, so you're going to assume that. Um, and then where Kang is like the big bad of that movie. Um, and in Loki, you know, Loki ends with him talking about his variants and the different, you know, versions of himself. We got Spider-Man, we got this. Personally, I'm hoping that this sets up X-Men somehow. X-Men is the crown jewel. Everything that Marvel does, Marvel turn B characters into A characters through the movies right? Because they couldn't do X-Men because of Fox. Now they can do X-Men because they've got Fox uh, back in the, in the bag. So um, X-Men is the crown jewel. X-Men is the, is, the, is the number one property for Marvel. And so, in my opinion, other people might say Spider-Man. Well, I don't know. X-Men. X-Men is like Do you think X-Men's a movie or you think they make it a show? They're going to redo the animated series. I don't know. It's tough because in my opinion, I would like for them to do movies because I love movies. I think that a great TV show is great too, but like I'm concerned about them doing X-Men the right way. 
Um, there's a couple of good X-Men movies that Fox did, but like none of them really have like I, I captured go, the, I how good the comics are. For the X-Men movies, because I could watch into any, walk into any X-Men movie and watch if I had to worry about really anything. Because they don't, they don't keep continuity in those movies. They're just like... It's true. It's toss it out. Like, pretty much every movie is just a different... I mean, they're the same actors and the characters, but like, nothing makes sense. If you try, like, figuring out, nothing makes sense. You know? So, I think that... I mean, and that lends itself to a multiversal story because you can pick and choose when you want to have continuity. Yeah. Um, depending on like which universe you're in and then we're going to retcon this and this one, this didn't count, but maybe this counts. But what do y'all think? What do y'all think is next for for the MCU? How are they going to... So I was just looking it up and I was looking up the next movie. So Thor, Black Panther, Marvel, Miss Marvel, the Marvel movies is next three. And then Ant-Man. So there's three movies before we get Ant-Man with Kang. Like, that's a such a big gap. You do you know? think? Do you think that they'll have like a bunch of? Do you think they'll do the Ant Man movie like they did Civil War, where it's like basically an Avengers movie, like it's Captain America Civil War, but then they have like they bring a bunch of different characters into it. Emily, what do you think? I think they'll do that. I think they kind of have to start pulling people together. Otherwise, if they wait until it's you know five more movies, let's say, and it's like, oh, let's bring everyone together. The movie won't be good. <laughs> It'll feel very like, why do you have all these characters from here? How did they all end up together? Because it, so far the movies haven't really like brought all of these various superheroes together in a way that like, if they don't start meeting each other and building relationships, then they're going to try to use that for a one big movie. And it's going to feel, it's going to feel like the Eternals where it's too many characters and I, I I enjoyed the Eternals, but I do feel like it's too many characters for one movie and too much development of like motives and what are what they're all doing. And so I, I feel like it'll it'll feel like that in a way, even though we've met the characters and we've kind of like seen them, but the style of the different movies, I feel like Civil War was good because it kind of it really brought everyone together really nicely, um, without it necessarily being like the Avengers. I agree. I think that you'll see some of them pop up in, in each other's movies a little bit. And then maybe in the quantum manias where they, they kind of all melt together. Cause yeah, it's, I think that that's what they, that's what DC did. That's where DC stumbled is that they try to put all these characters in justice league and you didn't really have time to see them interact with each other or build relationships with each other. They kind of just tried to shoehorn all that in into one movie and it didn't work. So I think Marvel's a little bit more savvy than that, but we'll see. We'll see who goes into which movie when. Um, Ted, do you have that pulled up still? What year does is is Ant Man supposed to come out? So it comes out in 20, 20, July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. So okay, I actually don't think they're gonna have a team up movie again. I think it's gonna be like just like Thor Ragnarok, where you just have chunks of people in it. So I was just saying about this. The Eternals can easily show up in Guardians of the Galaxy or the Marvels movies. When does Shang Chi show up? So I guess just I just pulled it up. We have Thor. He's not showing up in that, I would assume, right? Do you think he shows up in Black Panther? Could. It's a possibility. You know, then you have the Marvels. 
which is a cosmic movie, which you can't imagine he's going to show up in that. And then Maybe you the have Eternals in that one. Ant Man, I guess, takes place in right. San Francisco. Does Shang Chi take place in San Francisco? It's on the I West think Coast. So. Yeah. So I guess maybe there. Like I could see that. And then you have like the Secret Wars show. You have the She Hulk show coming, the the Miss Marvel show coming, which leads into the Marvel's show movie. But like I just I don't know how they're gonna do this. Like at some point, like you said, like it's only years before, like it was five years between Doctor Strange movies. Shang Chi made a billion dollars. Are we gonna wait another decade till he gets his own movie again? I wonder, and I think, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that the COVID is one of the reasons why it's taken so long for the Doctor Strange sequel. And well, I heard like, that like the FX community is way behind on things. Right, right. Because of COVID. I've, I've heard that a few places now. And I mean, that's the bread and butter for these movies. Like you need the CGI for these movies because they don't work without them. I think that I, I would, I think that Shang-Chi being in the next Ant-Man movie is a pretty safe bet just by off of what you were saying, Ted, they're in the same city. Um, I would have, I think it would have been, I mean, it, it's, it's too close to each other. These two movies are too close to each other, but I do think that Shang-Chi would have made sense in a Dr. Strange. There's some mysticism there from both. Um, I think that that would have worked, but yeah, just like on the timeline, like you just, you literally just introduced him. So you're not going to have him in the Doctor Strange joint when it's just like back to back like that. So, yeah, but we'll like, see what happens. I mean, we're, we're all here for it. We're all going to watch all these movies, all these shows. Like, mm-hmm. we're part of the problem. Like I pointed out that this movie is on like what seventy screens at that one theater or something. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Seven, seventy showings. Like, I mean, I went and saw it opening day. I'm part of the problem, but I don't know. Like, I just and this is my hot take. I started to share this with you, Arnold, in a DM. I almost wish that, like, after Endgame, we were just done with the movies and it was all TV series. We could actually get to know the characters for two or three years and then come back to a movie. Because, like, I, I like these movies, but, like, I don't have any emotional connection to any of these new people. Like, do you guys, like, any, did anyone in the Eternals that you're like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm with that person? But is it because of that character? Is because they're a good actor and you like them and other stuff? Like, I can't think of the guy who plays Paperboy in Atlanta. His name's like, I love him in every other movie he's in. So I'm like, obviously, I like his character in The Internals, but do I like his character in The Internals because Marvel did the work, or do I like him because he's a great actor and I resonate with him outside of it? Right. I don't resonate with any of these characters and it sucks. And I like what, them all. What do you think about that, Emily? Um, well, I think Marvel, for if, again thinking back to like the older movies they of course had big names with like robert downey jr but he wasn't he wasn't like at his peak at that point like he was really big in the 90s right and then he had the drug issues and then so in the 2000s like he wasn't like a hot hot commodity it was kind of a let's see if this works people know his name but he's not like it's not like having George Clooney be in it or Brad Pitt. That's kind of like how I see this. And so then with like the other, the other phase one movies, like people, those were actors and actresses that were known, but not necessarily like, like Chris Evans was in like a ton of just like campy movies that were just like, so, so. And then he became Captain America and became like the most desirable person. So I don't think Marvel's doing that anymore in terms of like who they're casting. Cause they have 
to your point, like having Brian Tyree Henry in a, in a movie and not giving him like a ton of screen time in like the Eternals is not like a waste, but it's, it's like disappointing because he's such a good actor and he could make it where you like have that affection towards a character. Um, and it should have been like a TV show for them to like build that. Um, I think that Marvel's going to like kind of run with having like big names and stuff now because like, well, we can afford it. We have Disney money. So we're just going to like people who are already like fairly famous and are in like, you know, I think Elizabeth Olsen, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, she's incredible. Why is she doing Marvel movies? Um, and she should, sh- this was great for her career. Cause she can be like, well, I did this. And hopefully she can transition. She doesn't get like locked into only doing action if that's not what she wants to do. But yeah, like Angelina Jolie in in a Marvel movie is never that was not on my bingo card. So I think they're they're just going to throw money at it because they can, and people will go to the movies because they want to see these very famous good actors and actresses. And it the story and the story building and kind of the world building is happening but it's not happening at the level that we were used to where it all really comes together really well i think they're kind of fighting with themselves because i think that what you described that they should be doing i think they did that with shang chi right mm-hmm. this guy they it's not a super famous guy um yeah. they have um built this genre movie around him this kung fu movie that was like really great i really enjoyed shang chi i thought the ending it kind of lost itself but overall it was a really fun like action kung fu movie like the ones i grew up watching and then you take you know the movie is what makes him famous right the movie is what makes um who what is his name simu liu Uh, simu liu yeah the movie is what makes him famous simu famous and then he gets to be in the other Marvel movies and then he becomes like Chris Evans or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing that, but then, but then they do, Hey, Charlize is at the end of this movie. Hey, Angelina Jolie is in this, you know what I mean? So I don't know. They're kind of, it, it's like a back and forth. And again, to me, it's just like, this is what happens post Endgame when they had been building and building for 10 years and then they finally complete it. And now it's like, okay, well, what next? And they put all their time and resources and brain power into planning the final confrontation with Thanos. And now that that's done, they're kind of regrouping a little bit and they're trying to, to see what sticks. I think I, I honestly think they're in a stage right now where they're like throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. And like making it seem like realistically what would happen coming out because it's not like the conflict with Thanos happens and all of a sudden everything is just like all good. Like even like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like good showing like within a specific area, like what would happen when people feel that they've been marginalized and how do they overcome this after this huge event that affects people in the universe? And, you know, what does that look like? And I think that also kind of takes the back seat when they're doing this planning of like, Oh, right. And then, Oh yeah, this five years went by and like this person was gone and it's not necessarily like, proactive in including that in the writing it's reactive like oh we have to include this like how hard would it have been just to have Charlize show up at the wrong spot and run into Thor or Valkyrie and then just be like you went 
Doctor Strange is in New York and have them go off, have her go off. Like, you don't, and that would include the next movie. Like, it's just, and I feel like we're trashing this movie and we all really enjoy this movie. We all walked out of it happy. So, like, I feel like I'm being a jerk right now, but, like, I just, I don't know. I just, we, got our, we got our movie critic hat on. It's all good. Like, and then, like, whenever I get, like, overly critical about something like this, I think about the fact that I took my 10-year-old and my 7-year-old and they, they loved it and they've been talking about it for now for two days. And that's who makes money for Marvel. Like, my 7-year-old went and found his old Doctor Strange toys and has been literally playing with them now for three, and a half, three days. Like, I think... I think that what I'm looking for out of these movies now is I want them to like make sense within the framework of what's already been established. I want what the characters do to make sense based on what's already happened. And I want, um, I want chemistry between the actors. I want cool action set pieces and, you know, everything isn't going to be black Panther, right? Everything isn't going to be like emotionally, and uh, poignant or like resonant to, based on what's happening in our world now or history like everything is going to be Thor Ragnarok where it's just like really funny like really fresh and new, like so you know what I'm what I'm looking for now is just for the the decisions the characters make to make sense and to um have good solid acting and to entertain me um this movie entertained me some of the stuff was just like kind of rushed or whatever, but I don't know. And I, I, I want to use this to, to, to kind of wrap up this convo with, I want us to do this little exercise. I put it in the outline. So there's been five phase four Marvel movies that have been released so far. Um, the first phase four movie was, I believe black widow. So we have black widow. We have Spider-Man, no way home. This isn't in, order of release i'm just saying these five movies black widow spider-man no way home shang chi doctor strange movie that we're talking about and then eternals those are the five movies that have been released so i want us to rank give us your each of you the three of us are going to give our personal rankings okay um, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hijack this man okay rank rank since we're all extremely busy people mm-hmm. rank these in the likelihood you're going to revisit them okay and we and that's kind of the same thing. Like okay. how much you like them. Like, because I'm looking at these now, like outside of No Way Home, I think this one might be the one I've revisit the most because I see my kids tossing it on. They also watch these in their rooms when I'm not paying attention. Like, about you, like, you think you're gonna revisit this one? Like, I thought I would revisit this one over Black Widow. Well, I wouldn't. I liked Black Widow more than this. I, I like Black Widow a lot. I just don't know if I'm ever going to put it on when I'm bored in the background. I, I think I would just because I like I liked the story of it. I liked the social commentary of Black Widow. Um, whereas this one, I I liked this movie a lot. I will not watch it again. It scared me. <laughs> um, and we 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 ignored uh, Florence Pugh when we were discussing Young Avengers. Yeah, and that like that's Black the Florence biggest one. Pugh's, she was amazing in Black Widow. Like, did we talk about? Did we talk? Did we pot about Black Widow, Emily? I don't <laughs> think we did. I think we I talked about it. But she's like, amazing in Hawkeye too. She's the best part of Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huh. she was in oh. Hawkeye. I haven't watched that either. Uh, fun fact. 
because you lost your Disney password. Yeah. I know. Well, I, I may have I can come send into you another mine. one. I think I've <laughs> I think I've found another one. Um, I, I started watching um, Moon Knight, and Big I fall asleep Moon every Knight. time we watch it. Woof. <laughs> Uh, so I like I, Moon Knight because there's no homework. I can just put it on and watch it. Don't have to worry about anything. I fall so, asleep too much. <laughs> so which one? Let let me let's start with this. So Ted said, which one do we think we're going to revisit? One which I I'll start with this. I've I appreciate the love for Black Widow. In my opinion, Black Widow is the best Phase Four movie. That's my hot take. It's the movie that I, I don't as as far as a complete movie with a plot that makes sense. And the story that doesn't feel rushed and good acting, Florence Pugh like dunks on everyone in that yeah. movie. She's oh. just like incredible in that movie. Some of the best acting that's ever been in the MCU, in my opinion. So like to me, like the best actual complete movie has been Black Widow. I feel like I'm going crazy because I know that people are going to be listening to this. Like, oh, I don't. Why don't I don't consider Spider Man a, a Phase Four. I don't consider. I don't think Spider Man can really almost be MCU. It's a Sony movie. Like, like, but it's definitely an MCU movie though. Like he, it's 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 in this weird area, but it is it's an MCU movie. It does the least MCU ish of all the movies. Like it not, it does not drive anything forward in that movie. Like there's no MCU parts in that movie besides Doctor Strange being in there, and even then they fix it. Like they don't. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely because Doctor Strange is in it. He talks about how he's in the Avengers, and then there's the joke where they're like, we don't know what the Avengers are. Yeah. But I think that. So I the way that it's listed in the outline, I think is how I like did this subconsciously, but like best to worst to me. So I think number one for me is Black Widow. Number two is No Way Home. Number three is Shang-Chi. And Shang-Chi and No Way Home are very I could flip those very easily. The as two and three, because I I like them both. Um so those two are very close. And then multiverse of madness and then eternals. That's how I would rank them. I really need to revisit Shang Chi. I think I would, I would like it if I watched it again because I really like that movie. Up until the CGA CGI battle at the end. Yeah, for sure. What about y'all? How? What are you thinking for your rankings? I can't put Black Widow once. I hate prequels. It's just I I hate prequels. You already know how it ends. You already know how it's going to end. Like they should have made that movie in two thousand sixteen. I agree. Like, I agree. It should have. It should have came out right before Endgame, or in, uh, Infinity War. Like, it would have made so much more sense there. It's frustrating because, like, you already know the outcome. Like, I, I hate. I agree that she, I agree that she should have got her. That movie should have come before. It should have come a lot earlier. It'd been better to put that there than the Miss Marvel movie, and then just had Marvel show up. Oh, the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, and then they said yeah. Captain Marvel show up in India and then they backfilled her backstory mm-hmm. would have been more sense than backfilling Black Widow's backstory after she's dead spoiler alert Died. Emily if, what do you think? if you didn't know it at this point like if folks were listening and they're like <laughs> I didn't kidding. know I'd be like this movie's been at, like I saw it way after it came out still didn't know that she died and it's way way after it's been out um, oh. give us give Give us your rankings. I would definitely rewatch Black Widow. Um, I I like Shang Chi and I liked No Way Home a lot. Um, but I think I would rewatch Shang Chi before I rewatched No Way Home because I didn't even like watch 
again, I'm a terrible movie watcher. Um, <laughs> the the second Spider Man, I didn't watch it. The one with Jake Gyllenhaal, I didn't see it. Oh, no, far from home. Yeah. no way home makes me excited for getting Andrew Garfield back in the Venom verse more than it makes me excited for Tom Holland Spider Man. I'm sorry, that's a hot take. I like the Venom movies; they're trash and they're fun. I haven't seen the Venom movies. Really? Oh my god, they're so they're so trashy, but they're so so fun. If you go in just being like, this is 90 minutes of Tom Hardy talking to himself inside of his own head. It's a love story. It is really the second movie is literally a love story between Venom and Eddie Brock. It's it's great. How come the like the little black goo at the end of Endgame or not Endgame, um, No Way Home? I don't want I don't want to get into it. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll go back to the this ranking. It's a cop uh, out. It's a cop out. It's they're they're trying to get Venom in the MCU about getting oh, Tom yeah. Hardy's Venom because Sony owns Tom Hardy's Venom. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and, and yeah. So then, Multiverse of Madness. I don't. Hmm, they did Rachel McAdams dirty in some parts. It was a little campy. Um. And the jump scares got me. I don't like showing up and thinking I'm going to watch like an action movie and then it have like horror. Um, I wasn't anything grotesque, but I'm just like, mm, I don't think I'm going to rewatch that. So I would watch the Eternals before I rewatch Multiverse of Madness, even though I'm trying more- to think in what worlds I could re- I would rewatch the Eternals. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that it's one that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like, re- I would put that on as like background sound movie and it wouldn't be one i'd like watch with friends because i know that would be just so low energy i did enjoy it in the theater i enjoyed spoiler alert um that man like yeeting himself into the sun i think that's what (laughs) saved the movie for me i was like you messed up and then you threw yourself into the sun as you should wait that happened in the eternals yeah yeah that was the end richard madden shout out to rob stark pretty crazy it's the all i know is that movie was the uh first sex scene my seven-year-old ever saw because that was something that happened in an mcu movie so first one in an mcu movie i didn't realize that so i saw it with a friend who's like this is the first sex scene of an mcu movie and i'm like i never thought about how that has not happened in these movies because yeah. there's so many other things happening and this i don't know if this was necessary um <laughs> That was a tough scene. It was so awkward. Can't fast forward through it. Like, yeah. Like, and like, I mean, like, my 10 year old and I have watched 80s movies. Like, we get past the sex scene in those. But when you're in a theater and it's on an 80 foot screen, you're kind of, you're just kind of like, well, shit, this is happening. Okay. Um, They're just kissing on a beach on top of each other. So, on a rock. They were on rocks. I was like, who wrote this? This is so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. This isn't happening. This isn't real light. Um, So so anyways, my rankings are, I'm going to go ahead and put, uh, I think I'm going to put Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Multiverse Eternals. I think. But probably because I live with two incredibly big Spider-Man nerds. So it's going to be on the TV. A lot. So, and their best, their favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. So I guess I raised them right because he is the best Spider-Man. And I would go to bat for that. So redemption for him and no way home, for sure. Yeah. So, and apparently uh, Ned can, you know, do the sling ring that yeah. anyone, no one else can, including America Chavez. But uh, Ned can figure it out. Anyways. 
Well, Marvel's got us in a stranglehold. We know we're going to keep watching the movies. We're going to keep watching the shows. So um, great conversation tonight, Ted. Thank you for joining us to, to talk about the MCU, to talk about Doctor Strange. Um, let's, we'll keep it going. Uh, next one is Thor in a couple of months. So uh, we'll have to get back and, and so, right, talk right. to Thor. I'm going to ask you this real quick. I know you guys got to get going. So my seven-year-old is, like I said, we're somewhere in phase two. What does, like, I was discussing with my friend, what, what do you think his homework should be, quote-unquote, before Thor? Because let's see Thor. He's seen the first two Thors. He has not seen any of the Guardians. So would you say both Guardians rewatch Endgame, and then he's good? And Ragnarok, obviously. Is that the four that he needs to catch, you think? Or is there, like, something where you guys think that he would need to catch up on side before the next Thor movie, you're saying? Yeah, because he, he has not seen Ragnarok. He's seen the first two. Definitely need to see that one. It's so good. Yeah. That's my and favorite I know, I know, MCU movie. Yeah. I know. We just haven't got there in the order. Like, yeah, these yeah. movies are long. <laughs> so Ragnarok is, yeah, that resets the characters. So Ragnarok and, and the two, um, the last right. two Avengers movies are probably what he needs to. Well, he just watched Infinity War for the first time for this movie. Yeah. And the. And the Guardians movie since the I don't I don't think the Guardians are gonna be that much in Thor. I think the no. Guardians are gonna be like the first 20 minutes of the next Thor movie. Or the like final or, or the final 10. Like yeah. when he because he's small Thor when, when he's talking to them. We're That's true. Thing. So and apparently the, the Guardians called what'd you say? I bet just the first Guardian. Because I feel like the second Guardians of the Galaxy like doesn't move anything significantly. No, I, I mean, agree. It's it just a, kind of it's a fluff piece of any of them. Has one of the top five crying moments in, in the MCU though when Yondu dies. I think the biggest <laughs> thing that comes out of that one is the Gamora Nebula relationship at the end of the second one because that kind of sets up Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So, and Yondu dying. Shout out to Yondu. <laughs> you guys must not be Yondu fans like I am. He's cool. Yeah. I mean, he he killed a lot of kids. Shout out to to Benjamin for pointing that out. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, that's uh, I like I like Guardians too. I think the first one is better, but I like Guardians too. So yeah, we'll come back for that. We'll come back for Thor this summer. I'm excited. Well, thank you everyone for listening to uh, this edition of Culture Check. We're back, and you'll hear from us again soon. So thanks for listening. Thanks, y'all.